Jesus Christ. You can do much more better than that. Let's give a honor in the and praise for the one and the only true God, none other than Lord Jesus Christ. Let's hold on to him. Amen. Amen for that. I thank my Lord for this wonderful opportunity which God has given me to come to Ronak Solem Missionary Baptist Church at Gettysburg. Thank you so much. Good morning, church. I thank my dear friend, Pastor Reverend Edward Horsley, and also the First Lady, Julia Horsley. Thank you so much for having me here. I also appreciate coming, uh, Pastor Lawford and uh, Pastor Williams and uh, all the elders, deacons, and the church. It's really a privilege and honor to be standing before you and deliver God's word at the same time. I'm so humble to stand before you uh, to share what God has put in my, on my heart. Amen. Let's read the word from uh, 1 John chapter 4, words 7 and 8 verses. 1 John chapter 4, words 7 and 8 verses. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Today the topic of the sermon is, do you really know God? <laughs> we all believe that, you know, I know God, but do you, do you really love, know your God? In India... Knowing one another, you get married. You know how I got married, you know, India go for arranged marriages. Most of the people go for arranged marriages. Love marriages are very less in India. So parents will arrange a marriage. So for me also, I got an arranged marriage. And you know, my wife, I met my wife, you know, and they gave me opportunity to speak with my wife for only five minutes. <laughs> Before I get married, you know, just five minutes. What are you going to do in five minutes? What are you going to talk? What she's going to know about me and what I'm going to know about her. It's about knowing one another. Unless you know one another, you're going to stay for the rest of your life with that woman, you know. For the girl for the rest of your life. Five minutes. Is it within? Do you think that that's enough time? <laughs> but I tell you, that really works. I just met her for five minutes. In five minutes, she learned something about me. She knew a little bit about me. In five minutes, I knew about something about her. We understood something, and uh, I said yes, and then. He got married. And for the last 21 years, I'm sticking with that woman. <laughs> and she is with me. And the marriages are lasting long. Why I tell this story, you know, because the day when I met her, it's only a five minute talk to learn about her. But the day after God married, you know, every day 
every week, every month, every year, I try keeping, you know, knowing more about her. And she started knowing more about her and know about me. And that's how an intimate relationship begins. And now for the last 21 years, we are very strong in our marriage and we love one another. You know, that's how marriages work in India. So why I tell this one, you know, because even in Christ Jesus, when you accept him, you have learned about him, very little about him. Maybe Jesus died. You know, you heard the gospel that Jesus came to this world. He died for you on the cross of Calvary that whosoever believeth in him shall never perish but have an everlasting life. You heard a little bit of gospel. And you accepted him as a Lord and Savior. Good. But is that enough? Knowing about God? No. That's not at all enough. After you've been born again, you have to know more about him. And that's how the intimate relationship begins. You know, that's what the personal relationship is. Here in this verse, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. So when you know God, you love one another. And that's how, you know, Bible says, let's love each other because love comes from God. All who love have been born of God and they know God. Love is a part of a character of a Christian. We should love others because love comes from God. God is origin of love. God makes us able to love each other, although by nature we may not do so. So all those who are loving are a born again Christian, a born of God. This love is not attitude of love, it is an act of love. Love proves that you are a born of God and also you know God. My brothers and my sisters... I want to tell you and encourage you, if you really know God, maybe in our tribulations, in our persecutions, in the midst of all kind of situations you go through, if you know God, you will be bold enough and strong enough to stay and to hold on to him. When you don't know God, that's how the fear comes. That's how you are afraid of situations. I come from an India where there is a lot of persecution. Lot of persecution is there. As Pastor Horsley was saying, you know, 80% of them are Hindus. Worshipping false gods and goddesses. We worship animals as gods. You know, monkeys is considered to be God. We worship even the poisonous snakes as gods. That's the country I come from. Even they worship even the cows, the holy cow. The saddest thing is even they drink the urine of a cow. They put it on the head. They wash it on the face. They take it in a trumbler and take it to the homes and sprinkle in their homes. They believe that they, by sprinkling the urine of the cow in their homes, they are driving out the evil spirits from their houses. That's what they believe. What a sad country come from. A pagan country. But my question is. When you know the true and the living God. You are going to talk about that love. You are going to show that love. In action. To bring people. 
for the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Eighty percent of them are Hindus, means only three to four percent are Christians. Another ten percent, ten to twelve percent are Muslims. So the minority is Christians. Lot of persecution. They are burning right down the churches right now. They are killing the pastors. They are killing the believers. They are, you know, brutally. I cannot explain some of the videos I have. That's live. My students send me. Ah, oh, you cannot even handle to see that. That's insane. They're burning the churches. They're burning the Bibles too. My brothers and my sisters, I tell you, but you know your God. You are strong enough to stand in midst of persecutions, in midst of problems, in midst of whatever you are going through right now. No matter, you know, but when you know your God. Do you know your God? Do you know your God? Knowing God is so important. Even though the situation is worse in your life, it's bigger in your life, maybe you think that I cannot handle it. That means you are not knowing God more. Oh. When, they saw, when they saw Goliath, Goliath, the big giant man, all the army, even the king Saul was afraid. Bible says they are terrified. Why you are afraid, you know, when you don't know God, when you don't believe God, you get afraid of things in your life. Yes, yes. But there is a young man coming and his name is David. He is not at all afraid of any kind of situation. He is not afraid of the giant person. Even the problem is bigger than you. You may think that I cannot handle it, but through Christ we can do great things. He, he says your servant will go and fight. In 1 Samuel 17, 32 says, Then Saul replied to him, you know, then sound, uh, you, know, you, you are not able to go and fight him. Then what did he say? Your servant was keeping his father's sheep. Your servant was killing both the lion and the bear. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lions and the paw of the beards will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. So that's the faith and that's the belief and that's the confidence in God when you know your God. My brothers and my sisters, sometimes you know, we think that we know God because we, 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 we learn coming to church, you know. And we heard from the Bible, we heard. But my question is, I'm not asking you whether you know about God or know about Jesus. I'm asking you, do you know God? Know God is, knowing God is different than knowing about God is different, you know. That's a lot of differences between knowing about God and knowing God. My, my, my question is, do you have a relationship with him? Do you have an intimate relationship with him? It's not the head knowledge that you know about God. You may know about God by reading or doing theology. Because you know, as a Bible college student and I am a professor and I have a Bible college. Where we in India, we are training pastors. So far by God's grace, we are able to train 350 pastors and sending them to plant churches. And we teach them about theology. What is theology? Theos means about, you know, study. Theos means God and, you know, theology means, you know, Study and study of God is called theology. 
Even though you know about God. Means people think that I, I know about God. And my question is not about, no, about God. You may, be, you may be getting theology degrees. But that's not enough. That's an head knowledge. You want to know about your Bible? Read about the Bible, study about the Bible in the Bible college and that's called Bibliology because study of the Bible is called Bibliology. Study about Christ is called Christology. Study about the Holy Spirit is called Pneumatology. Study about angels is called Angeology. And study about a man is called Anthropology. And study about a man, sin is called Hermesha, Hamarshiology. And study about a man, you know, coming from the sin is called Salvation. You know, study about Salvation is called Soteriology. Study about a church is called Ecclesiology. And study about about the future things is called eschatology. You may know all ologies. But my question today for you, if you don't have a neology degree, a neology degree is kneeling down and spending time in the presence of God to know him more better than anything else. Then you'll know him real. Then you know him personally. How great your God is. Kneel down. My brothers and my sisters, I tell you, when you know your God, you are strong enough. You are bold enough. No matter what persecution, no matter what sicknesses, what problems you are going through. Maybe you are going through health issues. I don't know what health issues you are having. Maybe you are going through financial struggle. I don't know what your financial struggle is. Maybe you are having persecution inside your family. But whatever the situation may be, when you know your God, you are strong enough. I strong enough. I tell you, I tell you my story about my mom, you know. My mom, a long story short, you know, my mom accepted the Lord because she was she was also Hindu. My father and mother were Hindus. I was also Hindu. Because coming from India, most of them are Hindus, you know. We don't have Christianity in our country. But thank God for uh, the one who came, the one of the disciples. The disciples of Jesus who was doubting Thomas being called. And the Thomas came to India. That's how that's how the gospel was given to India. He died in India. He was killed in India. And it's only 400 kilometers from the place where I am. Where Thomas tomb is there. And they built a church over there called St. Thomas Mount. What I'm telling you know, my mother got the gospel from a maid who was working in my house. And that's how the gospel came. And you know, and that's how my mother accepted the Lord. And she gave up everything, you know, because Hindus have dot and dot resembles, you know, that your husband is still alive. When you remove the dot means, you know, after the husband is died, you know, after the husband is died, then they remove, they become a widow. But now when a mother, when her husband is still alive, taking out the dot, resembling that your husband is alive, people will persecute inside the family. They say, oh, when did your husband die? It's very hard, but she's a radical Christian. She was a radical Christian, I say. Because she made us to memorize the scriptures. Yes. Thank God in India right now, there is a lot of people, you know, burning down the Bibles. But if they're going to burn my Bible also, still I can preach the word. Because of my godly mother which God has put in my life. Because of her. Because of her. I memorize the scriptures because there was a condition in my home. To my mother, my brother and myself. Unless you memorize the scriptures, no breakfast was given to us. That was a condition. Thank God for a godly mother. Now I am a pastor for the last 26 years. And without the Bible still I can preach the word. 
because of the godly ma. Long story short, you know, my mother, after she became a Christian, you know, we have an enemy called Satan. Surely he will be not happy because whenever a com person comes from the kingdom of, da kingdom of darkness to enter into the kingdom of light, he will surely attack you. Mother was attacked with terminal cancer. And the doctors were talking to my dad in the doctor's office and the doctor was telling my dad she has a maximum lifespan of only seven days to live. I was literally crying. I went out of the room. I said, Jesus, I'm a just a newborn Christian at the time, 15 years. I was just born again Christian. Just accepted the Lord. And it was a huge blow for me. But I remember the scriptures which my mother made me memorize. I hold on to the promises of God and I ask, Lord, from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, through your stripes, through your wounds, we are being healed. And I just hold on to your promises, Lord. I just stand on your promises, Lord. And thank you for healing my mom because yes. I know my God. Yes. You know what happened? God gave me the words from the Bible from John chapter 4, verse 10, saying that I'm going to give your mom living water. I rushed to the hospital and I told mom, mom, you're not going to die. God is going to give you a living water. It was very hard on her to, uh, you know, because she was on the ventilator. She could not understand what I was saying. But the same night, my mother's tongue got completely dried up. And she could see the flashing of light in front of her and droplets of water falling from heaven. She can feel that. And the next moment she was healed. Long story short, she lived another 22 years. That's an awesome God I serve. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. Oh, my brothers and my sisters. That's an awesome God I serve. Do you know your God? Do you know your God? Do you know your God? Some people don't know their God. That's the reason they think that Jesus is just a God. That's all. No, you have to know him better. If you don't know, seek him. Seek him. That's what Paul was telling in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. You know, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Knowing Christ. Knowing. Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, I considered them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Do you want to know him more? I want to know him. That's the intention that each and every one should have, you know. Unless you know him, you cannot stand bold for him. When persecution comes, when, when, when sickness comes, when suffering comes, when hurdles comes, you will leave God. You will run away from God. Because you don't know God. See, one of the, one of the person, you know, he, 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 was, he was giving, you know, he, he, he wanted to give his mom a gift, you know. So he, he, was, he was thinking, you know, my mom made me a great person, you know. I want to give, him, give her a good gift. What gift shall I give her? So he, she was, he was thinking in her mind and he went to the shopping. And while he was shopping, he saw a bird, okay? A bird. The bird can sing in three different languages. The bird can sing in three different languages. Oh, really? That really attracted him. And the shopkeeper comes and tells him, you know, the bird not only sings in three languages, but it can tell 3,000 proverbs. Really? 3,000 proverbs? The bird. So he was very much interested to buy the bird. So he asked him, you know, how much is the cost of this bird? 
Then the shopkeeper said, it's 10,000 US dollars. What? For the bird, it's 10,000? Yes, because it works well, you know, because you can speak in different languages. It can sing, it can tell proverbs. Since he really liked that bird, he purchased that bird. And he sent it to his father. And the next day, you know, on the Mother's Day, he gave the present to mom. And the next day, he calls his mom and said, Mom, did you really like the, the, you know, the present which I sent you? He said, yes, my son. I really appreciate you. I really liked it. It is very delicious. What? It's delicious. Today my question is, why did she eat that fruit? Because, you know, she's not knowing the worth of that bird. We all forget about knowing about Jesus. How great my God is. That's the reason we think lightly about Jesus. We just lightly about Jesus. Because when you know your God, how great and how awesome your God is. You live according to it. Bible says, you know, knowing Jesus, this is eternal life. The true, the only true God. Sometimes, you know, you come to church, but you, you, you do all kinds of things. But the point is, do you really know God? My question is, do our children know God? Do our children, do our young folks know God? They don't know God. They don't know the power of our God. They don't know how great our God is. Why? Because we are not able to talk about our God. We are not able to share about our God. We are not able to, you know, communicate about our God. And we are not able to you know, adore Him, praise Him. There is no Bible study in our house. There is no prayer time in our house. There is no, you know, time to story tell, you know, story Bible stories, listening to Bible stories. Everything is gone right now. In the present world, people are very much Busy, busy doing other things. Even our children, each and every one, even the small kid have a cell phone. My God, my Lord, my Jesus doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't have a mobile phone. But still I can talk to him on a regular basis. That's an awesome God I got. I pray, I talk to him through prayer. Our young folks are busy with the Facebook they always do Facebook because an unknown person also they want to make him a friend. And they will send him a friend request. But my Jesus doesn't have a Facebook. But still I am a good friend of Jesus. And Jesus is my wonderful friend. He's a good friend. He's a true friend. Even though he doesn't have a Facebook. My brothers and my sisters. Jesus doesn't have a Twitter. <laughs> But still I follow him. I follow him even though he doesn't have a Twitter. My brothers and my sisters. Awesome God we serve. Do you know your God? Do you know the mind of God? Do you know the intention of God? Do you know the commission of God? When you know your God, what is God's heart? I travel all over the world. That's what pastor was saying. You know, I have a passion for my Lord. 
because god has saved me from an unrotten life you know from a rotful life from a from from a pagan worshiping i love my lord i love my lord i travel all over the world to preach the gospel of lord jesus christ because god has saved me do you have the same passion when you know god you will know the heart of god you know the spelling of god what is the spelling of god g o d god so first two letters say g o go and that's the heart of the god that's the heart for you and me to go and that's the final commission that jesus has given go and make the disciples all over the nations are we doing that are we going all over the nations are we going out the community to preach the gospel to talk about the love of jesus christ when you know him it's better to talk about him it's better to show your love that what god has given in your life show in actions go and give what go and give the gospel you know the spelling of gospel g o s p e l out of the first two letters say g o go go gospel is also to go go and give the gospel what is gospel gospel is a good news you know the good news the spelling of good news also first two letters say of good g o o d good the first two letters say go and news news is n e w s what stands for n n stands for north e stands for east w stands for west and yes stands for south there are only four directions all over the world you can go preach the gospel go go and preach the god's word my brothers and my sisters i want to tell you so many things but my time is not permitting me i have only 5 minutes again to leave you know because in india we preach for 1 hour I don't know you know last night also I was preaching from 11:30 till 12:30 I went to bed at 2 o'clock last night I was watching them you know talking with them praying with them in from India my question today is do you know god if you know god surely you will love one another and you you will you will have the characteristic of god the love the love is very important because god's love is called agape God's love is called agape. You know, in Bible says, you know, <coughs> what is the true character of love? We love. We we use love in many ways. I love Jesus, you know, you say I love my wife, I love my children, I might love my church, I love my mom, I love my brother. Everything you use love, love, love. Even you use I love my dog. I love my Mexican food I love to eat this food every word you use love 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 but greek people you know greek understands love in a different meaning even in different contexts they even use different words they used filio that's the friendship love filio filio is a friendship love it's a takes and gives and the word called eros eros they use that's an erotic love or romantic love they use a romantic love and that's only takes from you romantic love takes friendship love filio takes and gives but there is a love called agape love and that's giving love 
giving love and that's an unconditional love and that's God's love my brothers and my sisters before I close you know I want to tell you that's what is most important the agape love when you are attached to him because God is love and anyone is born of God will have the same love of God in him that means he is going to have agape love. Not a friendship or filial love or romantic, erotic love. But he is going to have agape love. And agape love characteristic first one is the love is patient. And love is kind. I want to tell you love is patient. I want to tell you love is patient. And that's the characteristic of that love that's called agape. To bear with other people's faults. Our God is patient with us. And we should be patient with other people. And our God is a God of long suffering. Can you be a long suffering? You know, this is the first characteristic of agape love. Because it is totally unconditional love. And it chooses to love in spite of who they are, in spite of what they do for you, and what they have done for you. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I tell you a story, you know, quickly. You know, when I was doing ministry, you know, I, I come from a Hindu background, I said, and I was 19 years I started the ministry. I was so curious to start, you know, and God told me to start the ministry because I was preaching in different places, and God told one day, you start the ministry. What am I going to do, Lord? How am I going to do that? I just distributed the tracks, you know, had the meetings and outside. The first church was on the roadside. On the roads, literally on the road. We blocked the roads. I have is, you know, and that's the people come and sit, coming and sitting in our, in, 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 on the roads. And we don't have place. So what I have done, we burnt some tarpanas and we put the tarpanas and the people are sitting, sitting on the tarpanas. And one man, one man got so much mad against me. He came and said that, you're no more going to preach about Jesus. Hey man, if you're going to talk about Jesus, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I already killed three people. I go to prison and come back. It's not a big deal for me. Don't preach about Jesus. This man got very furious and mad against me. Because some of his women who's having, he's having an illegal connections and these women come to our meeting and they are changed and they don't want to go back again. That's the reason. I, I finally find out that, you know, that's the reason actually. But anyway, I went home. I said, Lord, I'm not going to go back. <laughs> I was just a 19 years boy, young man. You know, I don't want to be killed. I said, Lord, I'm not going to go. Then the Lord showed me the words from the Bible. You know, when you follow me, pick up the cross and follow. What do you mean by picking up the cross? Laying down the life. You are, are you ready to lay down your life for me? I laid your, my life to you. Are you ready for that? That's what picking up the cross means. Anytime, ready to die for Christ. I said, yes, then go. Thank God he did not kill me. That's the reason I'm here today. But he, you know, he put me in the prison. He, 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 he filed cases against me. He took me to, he done so many things. But still I loved him. Patiently prayed for him. I did not have any grudge feeling. That's how I love my country. Even though they are pagan worship, it doesn't matter whether you are pagan worshiper or another worshiper, doesn't matter you belong to a different church or a denomination, doesn't matter, that's love, God's love. Doesn't matter what you are. Do you have that love? I love that person. Do you know what happened? That man within two months got paralysis. 
his hand and mouth got turned in different directions and he went to see many doctors nothing was happening so his wife gave him a counsel saying that why can't you ask pastor raj to come and pray for you then he said no 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 i'm not going to do that i am the one who took him to the prison you know i am the one who filed cases against me abused him yelled against him bad words i spoke against i cannot do that no 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 he is a man of love man just call him see what he's going to do he called me the next moment i was there at his home i talked about jesus he was having so many pictures of other gods i talked about the love of jesus i showed him the love and you know he was so happy that i was there at that point you know because he thought that i will be not able to come and we asked the church members to come and we all prayed the next day evening we had a meeting and god was telling me lay hands on his mouth and pray then i asked him to come and then we started praying and you know instead of me laying hands on his mouth i opened my eyes and i saw his mouth it is not at all good for me to touch his mouth i said lord is it necessary for me to touch his mouth and pray i can rather lay down lay my hands on his head and pray then god said do what i say love him my son love him is your brother and i obeyed the holy spirit i touched his mouth and i prayed there was an instant miracle right in front of my eyes that his mouth came into original position his hand is like this man is out of paralysis the man who murdered three people now comes to the church with the bible in his hand by loving by having patience that's how people come to the saving knowledge of the lord jesus christ my brothers and my sisters love is patient and finally before i want to close love is kind do you have that kindness the all this ministry is what we are doing for all this 26 years by god's grace how we get souls by showing love in action by showing love in action i have a brochure you know where you can see after the meeting also this is the ministry we do we work with the orphan children showing a loving kindness to the people because these children lost their parents they don't have parents because the most of the parents have died with hiv and they are on the dump dump is a city garbage where the city garbage is thrown over there they don't have food to eat they go hungry stomachs to bear they pick up the trash you may be saying a slum dog millionaire film call and that's a true story about trump slum dog millionaire that's a true story what's happening in india people you know there is like you know they they they, they collect the garbage the trash cans they don't have food to eat even the hospital dump is also thrown there the syringes injections the cotton balls the blood the infected hands and the legs of the patients will be thrown in this dump and the people the children children will be playing with the bare foot to get something to eat there is lot of mafia child mafia making use of these children and pluck out their eyeball or cut out their hands to get more money because they beg when they are not having eye they will give more money there is lot of you know even the human trafficking child trafficking this is the country come from but how we by showing the love and these children now accepted the lord as the lord and savior and now they are growing in the lord they know the word they know the bible they can you know talk all the six they can they can name all the 66 books in the bible they memorize the scriptures they gave the hearts to the lord jesus we have 45 kids in the orphanage i encourage you to be a loving kindness to you have been already thank you for having me actually but i want to encourage you if you want to sponsor a child too you can do that too 
by fifty dollars, you know, you can help this child. But that's what the love is showing kindness. Not only we have the children's ministry, lepers. You may be hearing about the lepers, but this is the leper still existing in India. We have leper colonies. They don't have fingers. They don't have toes. They don't have nose. But you know, they're loving the Lord. We have a church in the leper colony. We have a pastor there appointed in the leper colony. He's not a leper, but he works with the leper people. We all go, give them food to eat, give them the clothes to wear. We worship with them. They love the Lord. Even though they don't have fingers, they, they clap unto the Lord. They sing heartfully. We work with HIV patients. HIV infected patients are huge in India. We are giving 55 HIV patients groceries on a regularly every month and nutritional support. Why I am telling all these things? Because I know God. Since I know God, I show the kindness of God. That's what you know. Knowing God is very important. The greater thing a man can do for a heavenly father is to be kind. Caring enough to be kind. At least if you are not able to do anything, at least a word of kindness. A kind word can really help. My brothers and my sisters, let's be patient because God is so patient. The Lord is slow in keeping his promise because he's patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish. That's a wonderful God. He don't want us to perish. That's the reason he's so patient. According to 1 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, he's so patient with us. Let's be patient with other people. Even though they hurt you, they persecute you. They are against you. Let's love them with the love of agape. Have patience. And let's be kind. Let's be kind to them. The kindness is the greatest thing that you can do. It's a powerful medicine for the hurting world. Many people will remember the act of your kindness. They will never forget. Let's do that kindness. When you know God, you show that love. I encourage you, my brothers and my sisters. This is the day. Let's have that wonderful Jesus knowing him. He came to this world, died for you on the cross of Calvary, and he shed his precious blood that whosoever believeth in him have an everlasting life. Because he loved you so much, he died for you. Let's give a glory clap offering to the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for you and me because he loves you. He loves you. That's the reason he came to this world. He died for you. He rose up again because he loves you. And he is going to come back again to give you the place of eternal destiny. Where there is no more sorrow, no more pain, no more problem, no more sickness. God is going to bless you because he loves you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity.